In essence, at the time, we opened today's show with comments from the Washington Times article referencing the mortgage rate hikes. If you like or need the link to the article, you can find it posted on our Twitter page. All right, I'll say this uh, as it pertains to his last statement, the people who voted for Joe Biden or the people who did whatever, whoever's paying a price, we're all paying a price and we've been paying a price. Okay. It's at the gas pump. It's at the grocery store. It's, it's, it's everywhere. So to, to say that you haven't been paying a price up to this point is that's a fallacy. Um, and it's, it's sunshine pumping and it is bullshit. Um, and, and I, this is coming from a non homeowner for So for anybody who listens to this, I don't own a home. I rent, I've been renting my entire life. I'm 34. I still rent. It's my prerogative. That's what I do. Um, this, it's not good. It's not, this is, this, no. this is, this is the definition of what you call insanity It's doing the, it's doing the same shit over and over and expecting a different result. Yeah. And I'm looking, I'm in the market right now to buy a house. Yeah. And you're going to get, so this up. is going to hurt because my credit score is great. And so is the wife's and we've worked. So you always working to get your credit right. Make sure you have good credit so you can get a loan, so you can get a home loan, so you can do all these things, get car, car loan, get a house loan without getting a high interest rate. And now you're going to punch me in the face for having a high interest rate or for having a good credit score. Doing a good this job. Is, this is, this is exactly, this is, this is the left. I, and I hate to say this because there's some things that I do agree with, but on this is the left doing left things. If that makes sense. We're punishing people for doing the right thing. And that's right. the part exactly. I have a problem. To me, in my opinion, this is it's not opinion. even about doing, it's not even about doing the right thing. You're exactly. punishing people for doing well. Yeah. Well, for succeeding in life. The most no, I don't even look at it that way. Do. It's the I don't opposite. even look at it that way. I'm looking at it like you're rewarding people for not doing shit. Yeah. Again, the people that did everything fucking wrong. Now you're giving them the good end of the stick and making me pay for it. Yeah, absolutely. That's fucked up. Yeah, it is fucked up. I mean, to me, I'm being discriminated against because I have good credit and I have this same feeling about a number of things that the government does. Why do I have to pay more for health insurance? If it's a hundred dollars for a procedure, it should be a hundred dollars for me and the next person. You're subsidizing someone who can't afford it. That's fine, but don't charge me five thousand dollars for the same thing. Now I can't afford it, and my health is declining because of your bullshit. Well, yeah, and and, and it all boils it, it it all again it all boils down to votes and money, all right, and the federal expenditures. When they talk about the deficit, they talk about, you know, both sides, they'll talk about decreasing the deficit, decreasing the deficit. For for people who don't understand the deficit and what they're talking about, they're talking about spending more than they fucking bring in. That's a deficit. Yeah, deficit and debt are two different things. Yeah, a lot more. Ex- exactly. So we have to continue to borrow money, borrow, 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 borrow. As much as I fucking hate, I, I, 
I, not hate, but just, just like Clinton. I will say this in 2001 prior to, uh, nine 11, nine our debt as a country was less than $3 trillion. In 20, in 20 years, we have multiplied that by 10. Explain that. And we have 10 trillion under Obama alone. And And the prior housing crisis under Obama alone. And now we're going back to the same similar tactics and they're ramping it up again in the middle of extremely high inflation, extremely high interest rates because of your policies. And we're making it unaffordable for anyone. I mean, there's no entry level homes and you're trying to subsidize with the taxpayer's money. Now, no one can afford a damn house. You're going to kill the economy even more. It's going to take 10 years to get the damn a recession to get the damn country straightened out from its pools. I'll be honest with you. And I don't like it because I like, I like my life. I like, even though I'm paying more, I may be paying more right now, whatever, but I like the fruit. I like the freedoms that I have. I would, I wish I was more free. I wish I didn't have to pay income tax. I wish the government would stay the fuck out of my business, all that. However, you need to let it fail. Some things have to fail. It's like the bank in California. It has to fail. I mean, you cover the insured amount. Why did we specifically bail out one bank? And we, we know why it was political. There's millions and billions of dollars of certain. Well, you had, you had certain investors in there. Yes. Of, so, of the political uh, spectrum. Yeah. And it's like the mortgage crisis from the Obama years where we have trillions in debt from it. And the taxpayer had to pay the bail out. So that's, Brilliance more. And here we, we didn't go. pay the bill. We didn't pay the bill out. We're, we're paying for it now. Superinflation. We printed it. Hey, and I know. I understand what I understand what you're saying. I, yeah. I get that. And that the printing the money like they did, and then holding it at the Fed is created this inflationary problem we have now coming out of the pandemic. Because the pandemic took two, three trillion more dollars that the federal government did not need to spend. That was already running in a deficit, even under Trump. And then now we still have super inflationary problem. It is going to take at least a decade to get out of if they just balance the budget. And it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. There's going to be no balanced budget. We're all going to suffer. And I tell you right now, there's some crazy shit fucking happening in the world. And if the U.S. dollar is not... The uh, currency, reserve currency, the reserve currency, because of our debt, we are done. I don't think there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of talk in the world right now about yeah. the dollar. I mean, I think a Kenya lot of it's more all those places. The policies of how we treat people, manipulate using the dollar and other strong arm tactics as a country. People are getting tired of that bad taste in their mouth, and that's why they're bailing on the dollar. Because they saw what we just did to Russia, and, and it's basically a proxy war, war. You know what I mean? It's not a proxy war. We're at war. We have troops on the ground in Ukraine. Yeah, I saw something about that, too. Talking about we, we have troops on the ground 
not far from Russia. Special forces. Yeah. So it's not a, it's not a proxy war. Now they are embezzling our money, doing what they well please with it. Oh, that's what. But we do. But however, it is. It is not a proxy war. We have troops on the ground. I can back that up. Yep. Uh, well, it's documented. Another lie by the Biden administration. But it's not surprising. I mean, how else are you going to train them as you do it in Poland or another NATO country? You use equipment that they don't know how to use. Yeah. But, I mean. That shit's all depressing. It's all depressing. 100%. And just, I just want anybody who happens to come by the show to understand that the United States as a whole is going to change probably over. It may not happen tomorrow. Over the next decade, there's going to be some serious, serious consequences to all the things that the elite uh, people in black suits have done over the last twenty years. Yes. It's not going to be. It's not going to be good. It's not going to be good for anybody. Best you can do is just prepare yourself the best way you know how, and whatever, and and just. And it is what it is. So, <laughs> anyway, how about them Braves? How about them Braves? Hey, Snyder looks Str- sharp, didn't he? Strider yeah, looked Strider fucking looks, awesome. Yeah, Strider looks good. Well, we segue quick, don't we? Um, telling you. But Strider looked amazing. Freed did well on a bump first day back the other night. Uh, yeah. Scherzer got threw out today. I saw that. What happened? It was like first inning, wasn't it? He had some shit on his, on his glove or something. Oh, they threw him out for cheating? Yeah, that's the second time. Uh, but he was the clip I saw. He was he was arguing pretty hard. I don't. What do you have Vaseline on his glove? Ain't no telling, man. I don't know why any of the guys do anything. Like you know, they're checking. Like at this point, they check them after every inning, man. As soon yeah. as they walk off the bump, they're. Hey, We've been bro. doing this what two years now? Like, come on, man. Yeah. Uh, they will strip you down on the field. So just pretty much, yeah. Stop to it. find just, it. Just stop it. <laughs> Did you see me and Jason were talking about it uh, today? I think I ain't seen a Braves game all year. <laughs> Not Braves. It was a light blue uniform, but I, I don't want to say it was. Um, I don't think it was Montreal. I don't think it was Kansas City. Can't remember who it was, but they have a pitcher. He was in a light blue uniform. And he throws a pitch that they're calling, and it's not a slider. It's kind of like a slider, but they're calling it a sweeper. But he starts it, like, way out here. It it looks like a sidearm pitch. He throws it, and that thing is a ball from the time it leaves his hand till maybe 10 feet before the plate, and that thing breaks about 23 to 24 inches, and it's a strike. And it is just like an unhittable fucking pick. Yeah, this I kid mean, throws his thing. Batters are like jumping a, out of the way, thinking it's going to hit them, and it, and it just turns over. And they're getting pissed because the umps are calling it a strike. And it is a strike. When you watch it on the, you know, when you're watching from home and they put the square over the plate and it's just catching the corner and the umps calling it and the pit, the batter's like, bullshit. <laughs> there is no way that was a strike because it is absolutely a ball for 99% of the flight. <laughs> yeah, 
I can't remember the kid's name. Yeah, because it's literally lined up on your hip. I mean, it might be a little bit of a camera angle, but it's literally looked like it's going to hit you head square in the hip. And then it comes. But they were calling it like a sweeper because it just it breaks so much horizontally. It's not like a curveball that's diving. It's like like strictly horizontal movement. I see a lot about Otani. Oh, um, he's he's all over the place. Um, some guy from Tampa Bay. Can't see you, man. Yeah, we can't see you. Really? <laughs> it's rolling off your index finger, finger yeah. and going yeah. counterclockwise. You'd have a yeah. counterclockwise rotation on the ball as it approaches. So that would should make it cut right. This dude was throwing right-handed and cutting it probably three feet left. Yeah, that's just doing it this way. That's normal. That's normal. Yeah, that's normal. You're, you're think the 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 non-normal would be what you're talking about. If you can get if you can throw a ball and get it to cut right as a right-hander, then you're doing something. Yeah. Now most people, okay, well not most people. If you throw a fastball with um, maybe called a cutter back in the day, all right, that's what I would refer to as a fastball, but it it cuts in to the right. Okay, a little bit. Oh, it has yeah. a road to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it just yeah, but you still have the same velocity. Whereas with a with a curveball or a slider or this sweeper, was that more of how that you held the seam? Yeah, yeah you, two yeah, seam, you, four yeah. seam. Yeah, yeah. So some people can throw it with a two seam. Some people have to. Um, you may have to get a one seam on it. Uh, always through. I didn't pitch a lot, but um, I had a tailing fastball or a cutter, and I would pitch it with a one seam. Huh. Yeah, because it the way that he was explained and showed to us might have been completely wrong. It was kind of like knuckleball but you're still pushing half your hand through the ball make it go one way or the other some of the guys because i don't have a huge hand they would hold the ball out you're literally index finger on the side of the ball and you're holding it with three other three fingers and you can push it i've seen that where it rotates the other direction yeah so i've seen people do it like so you do that kind of with a circle change. So you, you basically, yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, hold yeah, the yeah. ball. Yeah. And then when it rolls off, it's going to roll off in that direction. So you'll have that kind of backspin without turning your, turning your arm. Re- yeah. It's, it's not normal to turn your arm that way. You hear about people turn, tearing up their elbows this way. We'll think about it the other way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, and like you know, like my dad, he 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 threw nubbers, so, <laughs> <laughs> and that's all he threw. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I I For hate those n- of you listening. His dad was missing fingers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I like I had a guy uh, just just from my experience. Uh, I've had a kid who could throw screwballs. And that was horrible to catch. So from, How was from it my, for his arm, how long could he keep that up? I weed like once or twice a game. Okay. Has anything really, been banned for uh, 
high school and under yet. I mean, Not that I know pitches. of. Nah. Well, they have the way they try to protect pitchers now. I mean, I think it really all started. Yeah, was after Lyle came up. Was pitch counts like they're not allowed? The kids not allowed to pitch more than sixty pitches, and they will. They count them, and the only slight exception to the rule would be they will let them finish a batter. Yeah, if they get to their sixtieth pitch and they got the guy three and one, then they're going to be like he can finish. Okay. Or whatever he, he can go ahead and finish yeah. this guy out, that, but like yeah. it's it's, and then in there's also the rule where they're not allowed to pitch if they pitch a full game, which would be sixty pitches, or I think once they get up to sixteen u or whatever it is, fifteen u, fourteen u, they um they're up to like ninety pitches, but they can't pitch for three days, so yeah. you you can't pitch those. You would pitch those kids maybe 45 pitches if you were in a tournament you'd only pitch them half the game you'd be like pull them anyway just pull them so we can use them because there was a pitch count where you were allowed to use them within two days if they didn't go a full game but yeah that's that's how they're protecting pitchers now really it's up to the parents lyle could probably attest to this the parents are really who have to say something be like hey stop pitching my kid (laughs) well I've always kind of wondered this about softball because they they pitch every day back to back to back, and they say that the the way they throw the ball doesn't, doesn't hurt them as much. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't hurt them as much. You but don't yeah, think we, it, the wind up they do don't really catch the I, I I think it's all BS. I think it does. Yeah, but yeah, that's a they're, lot of they're arm slinging movement. that ball. They're I'm, slinging it. Yeah, I'm it's no it. doctor. Or anything like that, so I don't know. But yeah, um, you just I don't fucking. Eh, I don't. We had some of that. We had some of that coming up, um, especially once I got to high school. There were definite rules about pitching and and how often you could pitch and that sort of thing. But we were only playing three games a week, so if you had three halfway dis- decent pitchers, you were all right. Um, I wonder how it is in different parts. If you're listening and you're from anywhere but Georgia. And you have any experience with Little League Baseball, put something in the comments about your experience with Little League Baseball. Like last uh, last night, uh, the score, it, it was, we were at the mercy rule. And the umpire, I looked at the umpire and I said, hey, I said, it's 15 after three. And she said, are you sure? I said, yeah, I'm 100% positive because I'm an umpire. <laughs> Yeah. Good look. And she checked. And she's like, well, you know, from my perspective, you know, just doing the math. I said, there's no math. I said, <laughs> We're I, said there's, <laughs> I said, there's no math. We're not coming back. Okay. She was like, but you could score, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, it's not going to happen. And then you could turn the score around the other way. You could see the other side of the coin. I said, imagine how demoralizing it would be to get beat forty-two to three in a in a baseball game. Yeah, I said, awful. They're keeping score, and these, I understand. I I believe in keeping score one hundred percent. Absolutely, absolutely. Kids need, kids need to understand that. However, well, it's a competition. You're there for a reason. Yeah. However, there's a point in which it's all right. Enough's enough. Yeah, it's called the mercy rule yeah. for a reason. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Same reason they don't let you just keep running up the score in one inning. They have a mercy rule per inning, seven runs per inning. Yeah. 
because I mean, once it starts getting competitive and you know, this, you know, you get up at 12 and 14, you, when they're getting towards the end of their rec ball careers, the your coaches are hollering, make them pitch to you, make them pitch, take the walk, walks as good as a hit. If you're going to hear it the whole damn game, yeah. trying to get in the pitcher's head and this, that, and the other. And we were well, through when, pitchers. Yeah. Well, that's when you really start playing baseball, the way baseball yeah. is meant to be played. Right. Which brings us back to our conversation we had before. Is it going to change at the rec level now with the time, the pitch clock, with the all that? Are they going to start making these kids hurry? Because that if they're going, I don't think so because those games are timed anyways. Well, is it going to get to college? Does college have this? Yeah, college has it. They put the pitch clock and everything in college. Yeah. So is high school going to have it? Could be. Could be the high school. Because some kids do go straight from high school to the pros. It could be, but with your your lower tier rec games, not travel ball. Travel ball is yeah. not the same. But it was what um, is it? A two hour? Well, for us, it's hour ten. Hour or, ten. That's right. Or six innings, or whatever mercy rule comes right. first. Yeah. You know? So, um, and that was the same with softball. Softball. That's why, like, I. That's why so like if you talk to an umpire, yeah. Who has done both? And you said which, which, which one would you prefer, softball or baseball? They'll tell you softball every single time, every single wow. time, because all the way up to eighteen U, the games are timed. They're on oh, a really? time limit or all the way up to eighteen U. Uh, I think once you get up into the sixteen eighteen range, I want to say oh, hour twenty. Yeah. Well, they're doing, and they'll do like crazy amounts of games in a given day. Like especially on a like if they're running a tournament, you two games a day. Yeah, I mean, they're the girls may play three, four games. Oh, really? It's How many innings do they get in? Depend. It depends on the pitching. It depends on on the quality of the teams. But yeah, you get five, six innings in. That's why that's why tournament ball for umpires is so fun because you can get so many games oh, in. Them girls got that in softball. They got that running hit. And it's and and two. I'll be honest with you. And I, I, softball just has a different energy, man. And it's fun. Yeah. It it really is. It's fun. It's fun for everybody involved. So long as you know the parents aren't act, the parents are the ones who ruin most sporting events. Agreed. I, uh, I think it. I heard it got. It gets really bad in rec football. Those, I haven't. Those I haven't dealt with parents. that yet. But uh, I hope not. Going back to wise man, we let you off the hook. You got to finish your story. Which one? Oh yeah. The how you meet. How you meet. Where did you meet? In a your bar. <laughs> I loved his bar. <laughs> it was a great bar. You know what? The, the most ironic thing about this. Of all the sin. Uh, first of all, what bar was it? It was on Rock Quarry Road in Stockbridge, which is now a so, church. Oh, okay. I was going to say, was it there the was enough bar? cocaine was the and bar alcohol that poured through that place, amongst other things? What do you think built the church? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, us, we us, had a mutual us, friend. Us, 
us Southern Baptists, we know what to do with money, okay? <laughs> we built a fucking church. Yep. There you go. <laughs> but it was uh, Mona. I knew Mona as an acquaintance for several years. I mean, it wasn't like we hung out or nothing. It was just, you know, we knew each other from were you in a scene or whatnot? And then, yeah. And then, were you in a biker gang at the time? No. <laughs> you really had to think about that, didn't you? Had you to think about that. I'm like, <laughs> I, I was fucking around. <laughs> well, I did ride, but I didn't, not that much. I didn't, I didn't know if you were like, like I know you were, you used to ride your bike a lot. So I, I didn't know if you were in a, you had a club. I, I, I had one when we first met because I got one after we got married again. But I don't think when we met the first time I was riding at that point. Pam, we're talking about Pam. We're talking about Pam, right? The PP. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, not the, not the other one. Not the crazy. Not crazy. Bitch. Not crazy. All right. Well, We're going to make you talk not, about not it. Not the previous <laughs> crazy. <laughs> she was uh, different. So it, well, anyway, that's a different story. But my, my story is nowhere near as exciting as, as either one of you guys. So carry on. Yeah. And we had a, we actually had a mutual friend that takes credit for it. So, and rightfully so, I think she kind of edged Pam into it because I think she actually given up on relationships. And then just, you know, her reprieve of going out and I would, you know, run into her in this one particular bar. Cause she actually lived out in Grandfield, right? No fucking shit. Yeah. In Grandville, Georgia. And she'd be in Stockbridge. That's, that's where my wife lived when we got together. Fucking hell. That's weird. Um, no shit. No fucking shit. Um, what a small fucking world. She worked in Forest Park near the airport. I was nearby. I take her to lunch sometimes down off uh, 41 down there. She used to love to go to Sunny's. I take her to Sunny's and stuff and go in. Sunny's Pit Barbecue? Yeah, Sunny's Pit Barbecue of all things. We used to have one here in Deville. They got rid of it. And then. Uh, Is that the one off Terror? The one off Terror you were yeah, taking? Yeah, 41 over there. Yeah. Okay. No. Take her over there all the time. Then one, she was actually dating me at the end of that point. Meemaw was oh, yeah. in town. Now, Meemaw. That was, was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Meemaw was in town with Granddad. Meemaw. Your Meemaw or my Meemaw? Meemaw. Okay. Not Meemaw. Meemaw. You know how, you know how Meemaws are. They don't, they don't, it takes a while if they ever like the woman. Hey, I'm telling you, Meemaw. People do not understand. The Meemaws are the, the actual godfathers of the family. They are the I'm gangster. You, if Meemaw and, and nods that head, your ass is going in a river. If it ain't Meemaw, it's, it's Grandma. That's right. <laughs> My Meemaw was here. I was like, can I keep her? She looked at me. You better ask her that. But yeah. <laughs> I tell you, I, I'd be the first one. I'll be the first one to tell you it took a while for, for my mom and, uh, and my wife to get like get along. Same. How long have you um how long have you, how long have you been where you're at now in that in that house? Did y'all get that together? Because no, before we were married, I bought this. 
I was that's what I, that's what I thought because it, the story was I've heard this story before and it was it was it was you've been little, there that long yeah uh we were technically dating when I bought this house motherfucker's been there like 30 years yeah. I've been here <laughs> 21 or 22 now I think really yeah oh one oh one or 2000 when I house when it was built yeah I remember I, I well and we got married shortly after that no I remember um I remember my dad, my dad, he, he would, uh, commend you and he, he talked you up because of, uh, just, a not that you were in a bad situation or anything. I don't, I don't want to paint it that kind of picture, uh, just for, for you stepping up and, and, you know, uh, be on, be on with, with PP and, and take care of those kids, that sort of thing. If that if that if that makes sense but i think he he always he always thought really really highly of you for that and never never say anything negative you know what i mean yeah i was talking to ricky bobby about that today because he actually met sean at one time but sean's like 40 now john was that's, uh that's crazy man well he Holy was driving shit. when we got together and the yeah. the two youngers ones that you know you know i raised you know they they were still like beady beady you know what i mean yeah like jess i mean the first vivid memory of jess was he fit me fucking bit me and drew blood on my ankle crawling underneath an end table like a chihuahua no <laughs> i got her a bicycle i bought them christmas that year you know I, you know i helped them out you know and, you know i did my thing you know you That's, got bit on the ankle. Man, I got fucking blood drawn. Damn near well, stitches on an ankle. <laughs> Damn. He's damn was, feral kids. <laughs> well, the way, I, the way I look at it in a situation like that is you did a lot of things that a lot of people wouldn't do. And, and that's a, it's a good thing. And it worked out and, you know, hey, look at you now, right? You about, you about to be a pawpaw. Poppy's got number two on the way. Oh, Paul. So you can't beat that, man. That's, that's the, this is life. That, this that is what is. life is living for. Yeah, living the man. dream. Some of the best, best, best things in life. You never thought you'd, you'd, uh, uh, how you put it? Uh, so, you know, just it, people don't understand until you've been there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would have never understood. You know, if I was a single guy right now, I couldn't relate to either one of you. Not in this day Probably and age, no. So. The shit that makes you stay home. Yeah, you stay home. And, you know, it's crazy, man. Like, I was thinking about it. And, like, uh, my wife, uh, me and Amber, we've we've been together 11 years now. I've known her for probably 15, 16 years. Yeah. You guys and, knew each other in high school, right? Yeah. I have and, this debate regularly. And I you know, count I, it all, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, we never dated in high school. She was, she was with another guy, which is, you know, that's her, that was her prerogative at the time. That was her thing. Was her boo, whatever. Um, and I, I tried, I tried to persuade her. We worked, we actually worked together at a uh, fast food restaurant. 
Um, and you know, I just you late as a, as a guy, you're always laying seeds. Pause. Wearing them down, baby. Wearing Pause. them down. You know what I'm saying? You're always laying seeds. Took me two years, dog. And 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 eventually, eventually that plant's gonna grow. And you know, four or five years later, it it grew for me, and in a weird coincidence kind of thing, and uh, and it worked out, and and we've been together for eleven years, and she actually she actually kind of seeked me out a little bit. Um, I don't. I don't know why or anything like that. Like, not like I'm some fucking great catch or anything like that. But oh, you know why? Um, <laughs> but she, she, she actually, she seeked me out, and I was with, um, I was dating another chick, and like me and this other chick, we were good at the time. Like everything was happy go lucky, blah blah. And then like it's quick. It's really crazy how quick things change. Like. This other woman who won't be named, uh, was, she wore out her welcome very fast. I jumped into the crazy hole and, and we climbed <laughs> that motherfucking ladder together and it was, it was bad. She, uh, yeah, I think I realized that I'm gonna tell you a story. You can cut this out or you can leave it in. I really don't give a fuck, but and Smitty, you might know this story. I might've told you this one. I know Daryl. I know Daryl knows it. So, uh, I had this. Uh, I was living with the guy who um, we had a house, and uh, it was over in, in at a lake. Um, I can tell a story about that. Yeah, I bet you could. <laughs> as a spot, <laughs> as a spot back in the day. Um, so we're living over there, and uh, I had kind of like he's older, so he. Like at the time, it was comparable. So he would have been like, he Smitty. He probably would have been about your age back then. Was his name so Richard? Are, no, his name's Greg. Okay. Um, he's a tattoo artist, and he offered me a couple rooms for a certain price, and I was like, "Cool, let's do it." And um, so I had like half the house to myself. Anyways, so I hooked up with this chick, and one night. It got wild. Like, like with you two, everybody, but or you me, had a party. And, no, it wasn't a party. It was like me, it was us and like another couple. And then like Greg and his girl, and they kind of stayed to themselves. And, uh, I forget what happened, but I went to like answer the door for some reason. I don't know who was knocking on the door or who was at the door or anything like that. But I did that, and then I turned around, and my naked girlfriend at the time, completely naked, in front of everybody who was in the house, I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? I was like, first of all, put some fucking clothes on. <laughs> like, get your shit together. And yeah, before I, I could get, before I could get shit together out, she had like, backhanded me across the face. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh God. <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> um, 
and like everybody saw it. So it's not like I didn't have a fucking shit ton of witnesses <laughs> or anything like that. Did that naked girl just slap you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she sure fucking did. <laughs> I hope she fucking hears this one day. <laughs> yeah, if you want to know why the fuck we didn't work out, here it is. <laughs> she backhands my ass or whatever. Was she hammered? Yeah, oh yeah, we were all hammered. Okay. But this, this, she was... perspective. Fucking, and I don't blame her. She's 100 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> so... Uh, she backhands me, whatever. And I kind of, <laughs> what the hell growl. happened? <laughs> yeah. Like what the fuck? I've never been through this before. I've never had, a, I've never had a woman hit me before right. in my life at this point. Oh, okay. So you're 22 and never had. Yeah. Never, okay. never, never had a woman put her hands on me or anything like that. Now I knew, I knew from the way I was raised and all that shit that, Put my hands on a woman was was a no bueno. That was so, a sin. Right. Yes. Yeah, it was a sin. So I didn't I didn't touch her, didn't hit her, no like that. Uh I had my buddy Clint who was there at the time. I said I said, Clint, you need to come you need, you need to go home. Just just do something with her. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking put her in a closet. But that was, I mean, that wasn't the first time. Well, that was the first time. I take that back. That was the first time, and it wasn't the last, but it only took about two or three of those types of moments. Incident, and then my, yeah. yeah. So she then, just liked to get naked and fight? <laughs> drink whiskey, boy. <laughs> she get fucked up off that whiskey. And and I hope I hope uh, for, for that that person uh, that they're, they're doing well and all, all that good stuff now, but... Yeah, it, it took about two or three of those incidents, and I was like, I done fucking had enough. Now, at the same time, while that happened, my, my current wife was hitting me up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. I was shaming. <laughs> crazy world. I was actually on the phone two hours, give or take. <laughs> that could be why I got backhanded. Not sure. But. Not sure. <laughs> you might nah, have deserved that, was... that one, huh? Can she hear yeah. any of this at this moment? Who, my wife? Yeah. Uh, no, no, but she knows this I story. Mean, yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing, nothing. I'm saying is new. I want, I will say this for those that are anybody that listens to this. I did not provoke any of this in any way all right i remember these incidents vividly and at no point did i put my hands on a woman at no point did i provoke her in a way that would warrant a whooping warrant a whooping (laughs) okay like all right so so back to what i was saying so after after the whole crazy lady situation, uh, Amber and I got together a couple months and she was having, so she was married. She was still technically married on paper up until probably a month or two before we got married. Um, and some of that was due to just the other, the other guy, he was, he just, I don't know if he wouldn't sign the papers or whatever. I'm sure those situations get touchy. 
Yeah. And so um, we were together about three or four months. Um, and then she lost her job. And I'm 22, 21, 22 at the time. I'm just like, man, fuck. I'm not sure if I want to commit anything like that. Smitty, you know this. I mean, we, me and you had extensive conversations about this yeah. back in the, back then. Yeah, working on switches. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah. So I pretty much I just <clears throat> just to see more than anything. I guess it was just to test myself, test her, test everything, test our relationship. I just told her, I said, look, I said, I think the best thing right now is you go live with your parents, get back on your feet and, uh, we'll go from there. So you can look at it as a strategic play. You can look at it as whatever. Uh, I was down there almost every weekend. I think, uh, you were going pretty, pretty regular. Yeah. Yeah. It was like Friday after work. I was, I was hitting the road. Yeah. Um, and after about six weeks of that, I proposed. She said yes. For some reason. Um, <laughs> and I brought her, after I proposed, I brought her the next week. I went and picked her up, brought all, brought everything back up here. Rest is history, man. That was it. Yeah. Please, if anybody has any questions or comments, hit us up at primecohesion at gmail.com or head to our Facebook page at... Uh, Prime Cohesion on Facebook and uh, leave some comments. We'd appreciate it.